Hey everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, and this is going to be our last astrology alert weekly awakening episode until January 9th. So this is going to be a long episode because I'm going to cover the transits over the next two and a half weeks. I'm taking a little Christmas break, a little end of the year break. I know... I've been going pretty strong. I don't think in three years I've taken more than like a break when I went to Italy and maybe one other break. And I said, you know what? It's time for me to take a break, regroup, rethink, restructure, and just enjoy life for a little bit, though I will miss bringing these to you for the next couple weeks. But again, I just want to warn you, it might be a little bit longer than normal. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff as you know, we're finishing out the year and starting the year with a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. Now, sorry if I was wrong. I think it was either the episode before or the one before that. I might have said Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. I'm not sure why I said that, but Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. Okay, so two weeks, I guess it'll be about three weeks. I'm planning on coming back January 9th. I already looked at, you know, covered any major things, all of that. So I'm coming back January 29th. So on this episode, we're going to talk about Jupiter moving back into Aries, which happens this week, the sun moving into Capricorn, um, and then Jupiter and the sun are going to square each other in those cardinal signs. Then we have Venus trining Uranus, Mercury sextiling Neptune. Um, we got the new moon in Capricorn at the end of the week. And then next week, the big thing, the big thing I'm going to talk about over the two weeks that you won't hear from me is Mercury stationing retrograde in Capricorn. And right away, it conjoins Venus in Capricorn. So again, we're going to be relating back to last year when Venus retrograde in Capricorn. So I'm just going to talk about that. Um, I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. I did. I want to tell you guys, I went to People's Light Theater um, in Malvern. My uh, in hearts, my kids' other grandparents, they have season tickets there. And they said every play has been amazing or musical, but they wanted to go see Alice in Wonderland with the kids and them for like Christmas. I gotta tell you, it's running until January 1st. It was unbelievably good. I wasn't expecting this like local playhouse to be like, have the props were so amazing. The acting was unbelievable. The singing was unbelievable. But the whole message of Alice in Wonderland was about um, being inclusive, welcoming everyone. So most of the cast was LGTB, LGTBQ. Wait, why am I? <laughs> You know, LGBTQ, right? I'm sorry. I know I've known this for my entire life. Like, the, and I don't know why I'm messing that up. But, um, and they were allowed to express that on stage in their characters. It didn't matter if they identified as a trans male. They were allowed to express that. Or, you know, there's a few non-binary. And again, the message in Alice in Wonderland, it had the like, the the usual storyline was actually um, welcoming Alice and letting her know that she belongs in this group of quote unquote misfits, right? And how perfect you are. And it was just like a beautiful message. Um, again, they were even afterwards, they talked about like, you know, welcoming everyone, no matter what people look like, what they believe in, what their gender, what any of that is. Definitely go see that. There was a little controversy with this play too, this musical. My kid's father told me about this. He, I don't watch the news, but he follows all that BS. And so I guess one of the local elementary schools around here sent their kids. Someone got upset because, yes, like the Cheshire cat is a drag queen. There's like different things. And, and it's great. Like it was so appropriate. It really was. My kids loved it. And it was just showing the world like how we all can come from different places and wear different things and enjoy. And that's OK. But of course, I guess this like went on to 
you know, some sort of political side. Uh, and then people were like, oh, my God, this play is grooming the kids. They're doing this. They're doing that. It was kind of wild. None of that was true. But, you know, I guess people believe what they want to believe. Either way, don't if you get a chance, I think tickets are like 40 bucks. And you're looking for something to do. This play, again, is there until it's running until January 1st. Definitely go check it out. It was so good. And again, it's 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 a canto, so it is interactive as well with the audience. Go see that. I loved it. It was a good time. So I just want to shout out to People's Light Theater. Okay, so let's get this started. Oh, also, I will still be doing TikTok videos, I'm sure. You know, you know, I do them in the moment in my car in between clients or whenever I see how um, the astrology is acting that day after I do this, I do the TikTok videos. So I'll still be doing TikTok. You might miss me for three weeks, but I'll still be doing those. Check out Cosmic Colleen, one scene in the middle on TikTok. Thank you again for everyone who continues to help this show grow. Um, you guys are helping me tremendously. Just, I know I save it every episode, but someone new is always listening. So please send this out to people you know, share this episode, rate, review it, subscribe, comment. All of those things help get me um, further up the podcast food chain, we should say. All right, so let's start out this week. The first thing that is really going to be um, coming through this week is that we are going to have Jupiter moving into Aries. Moving back in Aries, so that's what we're going to talk about. Where did I put this in my notes? So if we know Jupiter moved into Aries, I think it was May 10th, or it's staying until, it was like May 16th, I think it moved into Aries, and it stayed until January, I mean, October 29th. And now on Tuesday, it moves back into Aries, where it'll be until May 10th. So we got a preview this past summer, um, this past spring, really, and I know for a lot of people, there was a lot of fast growth all of a sudden. It was like... Fast growth with romance, especially those Libra, Aries risings, even Sag risings. Um, so there's like, yeah, like I was saying, there's a fast um, growth with re with love, with um, spirituality. A lot of really strong beginnings. Jupiter starts the cycle with uh, Aries, the 12-year cycle, and ends it with Pisces. So with Pisces, when it was in Pisces, there was a sense of being lost and lost in another world and lost in a dream world and almost like you couldn't grasp what you really wanted. You couldn't grasp what path you really wanted to go in life and you couldn't understand and sort of lost in your woes a little bit. And and we had to swim in the darkness. Um, but within that, our creative energy grew, our spiritual energy grew, the light within us grew, and now we're ready to shine again in Aries. It's ready to start over, and it's going to come on full swing. Jupiter grows, it expands, it um, it brings abundance, like love in a spiritual way, all those big, good, juicy things Jupiter helps create. So when you put it in Mars's sign of Aries, that's what I'm saying, it's fast growth, like really, really fast growth. And sometimes it can come on shocking. Sometimes it can come on strong. Sometimes it can come on a little careless. And I think that that might be happened for some of us this summer, that wherever Aries is in your chart and wherever Mars is, something happened really fast. And maybe it was too fast for you. And you had to take a pause in the fall, you know, went back into Pisces. And now you're ready to move forward with that wisdom that you, that final wisdom we gained while it was in its 12th side. So I think that this 
growth will be a little more stable, as we'll see over these next five months, than it, were, than it was the first five months. We'll see the stability of the growth. It'll still be moving faster, but we'll be wiser with our growth. We'll be wiser with our decisions. Um, so again, wherever Aries is, uh, that house will be where these things grow. And then wherever Mars is in your chart will also add to where the growth of all these things are. So I'm really excited. I know a lot of us are having like a, you know, it's a rebirth, a rebirth of where we're going, what are we doing, but more, how are we expanding our minds? So we're expanding our minds very fast um, and in a good way, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so then it does that and then the sun moves into Capricorn and then they square each other. So right away, the sun squared Jupiter is gonna be a dose of reality. Sorry, my uh, heat just came on behind me. I forgot to turn it off. Sun uh, square Jupiter, it's a dose of reality. So we're getting ready to get serious about something in our lives. Again, when we had the sun in Sagittarius and Jupiter in Pisces, we were a little more mutable. We weren't as serious. We were swaying back and forth between decisions and understanding and what we really want and maybe feeling a little lost or not wanting to actually take control. We wanted to avoid the control. Well, now we're going to take control and we are going to have, we're going to want to, um, or we're going to have to take control. Even if we don't want to, we have to, there's going to be a fast sense of responsibility um, in our lives. And, you know, our dreams are now, we're going to give them purpose. Previously, Jupiter and Pisces, there's dreams, but yet they don't have purpose. They're sort of those, those just wants, and we're not really sure why we want it, why we're being called for those dreams, but now we're going to give them purpose, and we're going to give them substance in this cardinal sign in the beginning. So a new path can come on really strong, and it might come on a little bit um, harsh, at first with the sun square Jupiter, you know, uh, Aries brings that harshness and so does Capricorn. So they bring, they lead with harshness a little bit and they lead with determination. So a new path can come on strong all of a sudden. And I know we're headed towards the new year. So it's a new year, new you. And this kind of coincides with it. You might get like really sick of your bullshit and saying, you know what? I'm taking this path right now and I'm going to go and work as hard as I can to get there. And that's gonna be with those two signs. Now, we can also feel a little restricted this week with the sun square Jupiter too. We might feel, um, it might we, our emotions might be a little blocked, I just wanna say, or we're not sure exactly what to feel, but we're feeling very big feelings, but we're not really sure why or how to pinpoint that. Now, when the sun moves into Capricorn, it wakes us up to reality a little bit. Again, going from Sagittarius, the party, the fun, to just waking up in Capricorn season, it's like, where is the reality? We start working harder. We start seeing ourselves um, in a little more grounded way. We become more introverted or self-focused, but in a good way, a self-improvement way, not like, oh, I'm just gonna do this for me because I don't care about anyone else. It's more like I care about everyone else. So I need to work on myself so I can show up being the best person for everyone else, that kind of way. Um, so again, don't feel bad if you start to isolate. Don't feel bad if you start to go quiet. We need that time. We need the time of Capricorn season, the death and rebirth, uh, again, here in North America, it's dark, it's cold, it's the dark time of the year, and it's hard for a lot of people because we are going in and we're sitting and we're still. And we have no one else 
to distract us. We don't have our normal outside distractions. Usually our kids' lives are the most quiet, you know, through Capricorn and Aquarius season. And then boom, I don't know about you, but March starts and then my life is like crazy for a solid nine months. It's even hard for me in the summertime to like sit inside and eat. I just wanna be out and I wanna see and wanna do. And in wintertime, it's the opposite. But we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at ourselves in that darkness and we need to learn how to thrive in the darkness, how to accept the darkness, how to understand it. And the more, this is just a little trick I learned that you sit there and say, I hate the cold. I hate the dark. It's so cold. It's so dark. I don't want to go outside. You're that's self-talk. You're telling your brain those things. I know they see they sound very simple, and I have done it, and I still do it sometimes. But that actually builds up, creating emotions of annoyed, tired, sad, bored every time you tell yourself a thought of it's cold, it's winter. So I challenge you to learn how to love it, and you might have to start by just changing your thoughts, even if you don't believe it. So when you say, oh, it's too cold, I hate everything about this winter, you say, no, this is a unique growth opportunity to get to know myself without distractions. I get to be inside, I get to be cozy with my family, I can read, I can write, I can work on myself. Those are those things that we should be thriving at in this season, and I promise you will make it much better. Even change your thought to, I love winter. You're like, shut up, Colleen. No, 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 say it with me. I love winter. And say it in January when it's the hardest. And I guarantee you, you will have a better winter and you will come out a, um, with a new version of yourself, a new rebirth, a new understanding and a new acceptance within yourself because you sat in the winter darkness with you. So just you know, work on yourself. That's where you could spend this time instead of not having plans every weekend, read a new book, journal, write, yoga, exercise, all those things. That's why we begin the new year with like a, a, a lots of time, an open slate of time so we can truly work on ourselves. So remember that. And again, when the sun is in Capricorn, we wake up to reality in a way, you know, we were in a little bit of a disassociated state. And I think this will be even more relevant because it's squaring Jupiter and Jupiter's coming out of Pisces finally, where Pisces likes to disassociate. And I'm not hating on Pisces. There's lots of magical stuff about Pisces, but there is, you know, in relation to the Capricorn, there is that get your shit together vibe. Um, so let me get a little bit serious. We're gonna move from dream world to serious world. And that is because Saturn rules Capricorn. So with Saturn, it's a very serious planet. And that's why a lot of Capricorns are associated with being structured, rule following. They're often hardworking and very successful people, loyal people, but they're guarded, but they love for a very long time those very few people that they let in. That is the truth. So Saturn is, you know, it gets a bad rep because it is the planet of death and just and um set and endings and and karma and it brings our lessons our family lessons our dark stuff however and it and it restricts restricts and it blocks and it holds however there it's like that rewarded um that that strong-willed grandpa who rewards you when you tie your shoes and get all a's essentially if that's what i mean so so it l brings you um the grounded energy to want to create a a structured, hardworking, and successful life within that. So that is why Saturn is 
is ruled that it's a tough planet it really is but just like any like a drill sergeant planet essentially but you know at the end of that movie once you put that work in that drill sergeant kind of sends you that smile and and gives you a little gift that you didn't expect that's saturn imagine saturn the drill sergeant <laughs> so then okay then we have the new moon in capricorn which will also be square jupiter so right away, again, we don't be surprised if you feel a little bit blocked with being able to express your emotions. Almost the way I'm trying to see it in my head, I can see it in my head is like give and t like give and pull back, give and pull back, give and pull back. If you get what I'm saying, that, that might be a little bit of the energy, give and pull back. Or like you wanna give, something wants to like shout out of your mouth, but something's holding you back. So a little bit of friction, which is kind of like the Uranus-Saturn dynamic that we've been in since 2021 is that hold back, give, hold back, give, power, and then holding, power, then holding, you get the point. So with the new moon in Capricorn, we're kicking this season off uh, with the new moon right away. So we're kicking off Capricorn season, starting with the new moon, a brand new beginning. So with the new moons, like I said, we often focus on you're planting a new seed, a new month cycle, something new is beginning, but with Capricorn and then square Jupiter, it's really gonna be about endings and an immediate beginning. So kind of like you're waking up and you're ready to quit. You're ready to quit cigarettes, you're ready to quit the bad food, ready to quit alcohol. Whatever has been keeping you lost for these last two years, I would say since Jupiter moved into Pisces, you are ready to quit and ready to get a healthy dose of reality. So there's like a quitting, but like an immediate start over and whatever we quit right now, especially happening in Capricorn will most likely be done for the rest of our lives or for a very prolonged time. This will be a serious quit. This will be like you're determined and you're ready and you're not looking back type of quit, whatever that is. So we're gonna have, we're gonna be quitting and then we're gonna be like right away, bam. Okay, I'm ready to start this new regimen the very next day. I'm never smoking another cigarette. I'm getting up every morning, I'm working out and I'm doing these things. I'm ending this with a person. I'm ending this sort of serious way. But it's, again, it's about us getting serious with something in our lives. And I know me as all the Gemini, I'd love to have fun. And I think mostly life is about having fun and enjoying and playing around. But there definitely has to be a little bit of a seriousness. You know, we have to get serious with things and we have to ha work hard. So this is going to also be saying, how can I work hard at something? You know, sit with yourself and say, what do I really want for 2023? What are my goals? What did I let the ball drop on in 2022? What did I not actually do that I wanted to do? And how can I really create that energy and do it for 2023? How can I, you know, gain, how can I be more successful? How can I be more grounded? How could I, how can I see the world in a more understanding way? way? How can I get my point across in a healthy, constructive way? So all of those things, we're going to start the year off. So if you want success, if you want creation, if you want all those good things, you have to look at what is holding you back and write out those goals for 2023. I'm a big goal writer. I know everyone hates the like new year, new me, but I love it. I love a good restart. And I think it's good every year to, to cycle and start back fresh you know by the end of the year we lose ourselves and we can start fresh so what do you want this year to look like write out a list of 
three months, six months, and nine months. What do those, I actually got that from my friend Ashley Binfold, who has been one of my good friends on um, Instagram. And that really helps sit there and write out a list of what would you like, what would your goals like to be for three months? What would your goals like to be for six months? And what would you want for nine months? And that can be um, weight loss. That could be healthy food habits. That could be trips you want to manifest that could be career goals that could be creative goals but what do you want to hit when you hit the three mark the six mark and the ninth mark sit this week and really write that out and sit with you how do you want your life to look i'm telling you it works i have been doing manifesting lists i have been writing out goals for many years i started literally like hardcore doing it probably eight years ago, nine years ago. And I can't even tell you the things that have come from that. And also not just the things that come, I realized what I didn't want from it as well. Like sometimes things don't always work out that you write down and then you look back and you say, oh my God, thank God I didn't manifest that because that would not have been good. That is not what I wanted. Um, let me see, look at my notes. Okay. Oh yeah, and we're gonna move away from our lost ways this week as well. What ways are you getting lost? It's time to say, you know what? I need to wake myself up. I need to stop saying, woe is me, feeling sorry for myself, and I need a reality check. So I need to figure out how I can get rid of my lost ways to create a more solid, structured, understood way of life. Um, and we're ready to get our shit done. Whew. Okay, then on the 22nd, we got Venus trining Uranus retrograde. So again, same with last week, Mercury trining Uranus retrograde I talked about. This will be more around our love, friendship, self-love, joy, happiness, desires, children, you know, sisters, aunts, uh, lovers. So we're going to be getting, we're going to have a beginning again or a rebirth around love that's going to come sudden. And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden we might have a love breakthrough or a friendship breakthrough or, or an intimacy breakthrough. Something that you were blocked is now you're broken through that. Um, especially around those intimacy patterns. I think that's going to be really strong with Venus in Capricorn right now. So that's really getting brought up. And like I said, we're reflecting on last year's Venus uh, retrograde and what uh, in Capricorn and what we learned about that. So you know, it's in Saturn's sign, and then we got Uranus in Taurus. So there is this really strong breakthrough with intimacy, and you're really sick of maybe not being able to connect with someone there, and so you just say, you just do it. Somehow, something in your body, you just do it. And then maybe also seeing that you couldn't open up to people, but then all of a sudden, you know, because of fear, that fear is gone, and you're ready to open up. I think that is going to be pretty much the theme of that. But remember, it's going to be quick. Venus moves quick. So it could just show up even as a mindset like or a, or a new thought of how you are harming yourself from not opening up intimately to people. Okay, now we're going to talk about Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, which begins, what day does that begin? It's stations retrograde on the 29th, Thursday, 29th. So again, ending this year and beginning this year with the retrograde. So Mercury retrograde, um, as we know, as we know, the usual, you can go back. I probably have a hundred episodes on Mar Mercury retrograde every time, but the usual, what people are scared of is technical issues, communication issues, traffic issues, sudden what the fuck issues, which definitely happened with this. Mercury rules over our communication, technology, our movements throughout the day, 
our mind, all of those good Mercury things so they can get a little scrambled up when it's retrograde. Now, the thing, the lesson Mercury, because these planets are trying to teach us and bring us lessons, is Mercury is very mutable. Mercury knows how to pivot when it needs to pivot. It even knows how to pivot before it even knows it needs to pivot. I should say that. And it lets go very fast and it usually forgets and gets over things. So, you know, a lot of the other signs don't do that. They have a strong, except for Virgo, ruled by Mercury, it has a hard time doing that. Um, so this is teaching you when something happens that you don't like and how to pivot, how to just let go, how to go with plan B and C. Oh, well, A didn't work out, but that's not going to be the end of the world. What does B and C look like? And you know what? Sometimes those plans end up working out better. It's about letting go, taking a breath and trusting the universe. I promise you. This is actually a much easier, most of the time Mercury retrograde is easier than you think compared to the other retrogrades. It just, it happens more and it's more like out of your control annoyances with Mercury retrograde, which I think is what keeps it so, um, you know, why it's going to be tougher. I mean, the last one I think this year, was it Virgo? It was an immutable sign. So I think it was Virgo, right? And um, maybe, I can't remember already, but. This one is happening Capricorn, so it will be a little harder. I will say it's in it's in the cardinal sign, Saturn sign. So let's talk about the good. There can definitely be um, some rewards coming, but rewards that maybe you were previously passed up on. Um, maybe, you know, rewards that you were previously passed up on that or that you, like, they skipped you, you know, and you really thought you got it or that you wanted it or maybe they didn't skip you, they just didn't mention it. Well, coming back this time around, they're going to surprise you with it if you're meant for it. It can be very, like, oh, my God, I didn't know. I thought that I didn't get that, and now I got it. That's exciting. That's going to be something good that happens. We also can have a mental awareness or downloads during this time. So I think kind of like I had this whole episode has been like getting your shit together. We can have mental downloads of an awareness of how we need to get our shit together and how we are harming ourselves with our patterns. We're also going to be able to see and not necessarily in a light that makes us happy, our family karma and our family communication patterns and how is that harming us and how is that helping us? What, you know, everything is good. Our family has, you know, it's good and bad. Everything that we come into. So when I say that, you know, for every bad I talk about, there's 10 good is what I'm trying to say for most of us. Family is not perfect. Parents are perfect. And then I'm not perfect. Our sister's not perfect. We're here to evolve our souls through the good and bad. So we're going to honor, we are going to honor during this time, the good communication and mindset patterns that we gained from our parents, that we gained from our family structure. However, we're going to gain insight on how to change the ones that weren't good, the ones that were harmful. You know, we're sent in each generation to change something about the generation prior in our bloodline. And that doesn't mean everything. And again, I'm not... Sometimes I know older people, I don't mean older people, but baby boomers, honestly, this is who I get this, not to, I hope I don't offend anyone, but this is who I tend to get into this argument with the most, I should say, is that it doesn't mean that, you know, because baby boomers, in my experience, I'm not, again, I'm not shit talking baby boomers, I have a lot in my life, my mother's much older, baby boomer, ton of people, is that they weren't so keen on the self-awareness. So now when we talk about the self-awareness, our generations, they can get a little bit sensitive and think, that oh no it wasn't bad no that's not true 
every single person in this world comes in with good and bad and things that they learn from their parents. So again, we're honoring the good and we're letting go of the bad, the things that no longer work with us. And we're going to see that. And we might see it through a fight and someone brings up to us, hey, I don't like that you do this, this, and this, and I don't think that's fair. And then all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, you're finally, maybe at first you might be blocked, (laughs) might be a little bit like shut off and cut off because that's Mercury and Capricorn, but then you're sitting there and saying, huh, maybe that is detrimental. Maybe that isn't right that I do that. Why do I do that? Always ask yourself why. I know that's the Mercury in me, but you should always be asking yourself, why are you doing that? Why are you thinking that? Why are you saying that? How? Where does it come from? That's my brain 24-7. I'm not even joking. If you know me, you already know. I love it that way, though. Um, And so any of the traffic issues, technology issues... um, are going to be around blocked. You're going to see slow traffic. You're going to see sudden roads when you're in a hurry being blocked. Definitely, definitely leave on time. Don't go late. You're going to say, bam, roadblock. What do you mean? I take this road every day. How is it all of a sudden blocked? You're going to be seeing that. You're going to be seeing um, technology. I got to warn you guys. Back your shit up. Protect your shit. Don't leave, don't leave food and drinks around the computer. I got to remind my kids of that. Things like that because... <laughs> If something breaks during this retrograde that's technology, I'm sorry, most likely it will be broken forever because this is happening in Capricorn. We have to look at the the general energy, the archetype of the sign that this is happening in for each because that will tell you like versus when it's a Mercury retrograde in Gemini, issues aren't going to be that serious or they're not going to be something that sticks. However, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, the sign of death, I'm telling you, if, if technology, you know, something happens, it's probably going to be dead forever. Your computer breaks, it's probably not fixable. Things like that. I'm just warning you guys. So definitely um, dot your T's and dot your I's and cross your T's with things when you're around technology because, like I said, they're going to be more serious when they do break. However... You're like, Colleen, what is that teaching us? Well, that's teaching us acceptance. Another characteristic of Mercury is things, shit just happens. Shit happens that's out of our control. And let's say your computer breaks. Guess what? What I've learned in all the Mercury in me, it just kind of comes natural is I might be pissed off for a little bit, but I have to say, you know what? Right away, I pretty much in myself say, I have to accept this because I don't want to sit in that feeling of anger or resentment or I can't believe this or what if or what am I going to do now? Because all of that clouds our judgment on how to move forward with something. It really does. So I challenge you to accept if something does break to not stay in that anger energy because you're not going to get anything fixed, certainly. It will just make you worse, your mood worse. It will make the situation worse. Take your time. Acknowledge the anger. Acknowledge the annoyed, the annoyance. Acknowledge that. But then accept it. Accept it. And I know it sounds hard, but accept it. And so much freedom, and I say it, I think, on every episode, comes from just acceptance. I promised you that. Um We might feel blocked with communicating during this time with Venus there as well. Oh, so it conjoins Venus. So with that, we can definitely have a very um, hard conversation about the foundations of our love and what we need to um, thrive with our partner in love. We can also kind of, when it conjoins, maybe feel a little joyless (laughs) and a little bit desireless and 
That is just asking us to search deeper. Maybe if we're feeling that way, maybe that's no longer bringing us happiness. Or maybe it's a materialistic happiness. You know, when it conjoins, we're going to be searching deep for happiness. You know, Venus ruling our happiness, our desires, our joy. And Mercury, you know, how we go about that through our mind and our mouth. How do we go about that? And so when it conjoins in Capricorn, we're taking a deep, hard look. And all of a sudden, we can come up empty and want to figure out why are we empty? Why is this meaningless? You know, what does this mean? On the other side, on the other contrary, you can come together and actually see how you've grown with um, strength and all of the foundation within that. We also might feel confused about our feelings for someone when it conjoins and saying, is this really stable? Is this really suitable for me? Is this going to keep me grounded or is this going to keep me flighty everywhere I go? (laughs) Um, So yeah, mental downloads about our family thought patterns, communication patterns, and stick with, you know, stick with um, what's good, honor what's good, but let go of the rest. And it can be very hard. And I think with Mercury retrograde, some shit can come up during this time that we don't want to let go of okay that's what it's bringing up some something that's been harmful to us you know a resentment that's been harmful to us um a pain that someone caused us that's been harmed to us that we've been holding on the truth that we're going to see though is holding on to that resentment has actually kept us sicker has actually kept us more blocked has actually stopped us so that is some of the ways that this is going to show up and again we're going to get um we're going to get a deeper look into our joy, our happiness, our pleasure, but it may come from <laughs> something fucked up. I'm just going to say it just might come fucked up. Whew. That was a long episode. I think that's, yeah, I guess now I think the longest I've gone is 25 minutes and when it's not an interview episode. I hope that all of that came up. I wrote my notes this week and I know I just, I just start going. I just start talking And I hope that I don't always talk too much in circles, but you guys know what I mean. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday with their family, and I hope everyone has a beautiful new year. 2023 is going to be good. We have Saturn moving out of, in May, I'm really excited about that. It's moving out of Aquarius, where it's been for too long, where it's pretty much been it almost the entire time within four degrees of Uranus. So they have been in this square with each other, Uranus and Saturn. And I think when it moves into Pisces, there is going to be a little more um, flexibility with all those Saturn things. So I'm ready for that. 2023 is going to be good. But remember, sit guys this week and write out three months, six months, nine months. Write your goals. Write your your destinations of where you want to go Write what you want to acquire in life. Write those out and look at them every day. And it's funny, as you start looking at it, your brain will subconsciously just start having you going about different ways to to reach those goals. I promise you, just by writing and looking at it, it gets into your brain and all of a sudden, it just starts turning and you just start creating and you just start working towards those goals without even realizing it. But everyone, enjoy your family um give love let go of resentment and find compassion and understanding in your heart for someone 
I love you all. I'll be back in January and I'll miss you guys. Oh yeah, and I dropped a new, my, the last interview episode is on before this episode with Luna. She's an astrologer and a witchcraft. She's over, witchcraft mentor. She's over in British Columbia. Check out that episode. It was so good. It was such a good last 2022 interview episode. We talk about Saturn returns through her, explaining her Saturn return, the different um, house styles. We talked all about astrology and plus she told us um, rituals for the moon that she likes to do and also this was a really interesting story the downside of bali she had lived in bali in 2020 and 2021 and you know as instagram portrays it as this like glamorous place however she's like i'll tell you the side of that instagram doesn't tell you because there's this whole underbelly of bali which is a third world country so that's a really interesting episode definitely check that out okay everyone thank you i love you i'll be back in january